Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. This show is not like any other show out there. We tell the truth. No one controls what we say, and we're on a mission to expose what is going on in government on both sides of the aisle and in between. You can go to katedalyradio.com for more podcasts of the show, and thanks for listening in. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. My blood work with my doctor is the best it's ever been, all my numbers. And this is the only supplement I take now. Whatever I'm doing, he said, keep it up. We're landlords, and I have about three people moving in, and it's been very strenuous, but I have the energy to do it, thanks to, uh, you know, balance of nature. My blood work has been getting better and better every six months, and I have no explanation for it other than uh, I'm taking a balance of nature. All the numbers are always changing for the better, every blood test. Experience the balance of nature difference for yourself. Call or go online now and become a preferred customer, which gives you our best pricing and free shipping. And we'll take off an additional $25 on your first order. This will be a limited time offer, so don't wait. Call 800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code KATE. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Let us be very clear while we're here this evening. We are here this evening because this is an important debate. This is a debate over the Bill of Rights. This is a debate over the Fourth Amendment. This is a debate over your right to be left alone. Justice Brandeis said that the right to be left alone is the most cherished of rights. The right to be left alone is the most prized to civilized men. Amen, Senator Rand Paul. And that was from three years ago. Three years ago. Still the same fight. Still the same fight. That's not Uh, good. No, it's not good. And let me tell you, I've had Rand Paul on the show. He was a great, fun interview, by the way. Uh, I like his father even more. His father, Ron Paul, is really a fun, fun, fun interview. He really is. And he's on. He's just so genuinely him, which I actually really, really love. Um, but he's I think Ron Ron Paul's been on the show like four or five times. Mm-hmm. And it's been really fun to have him. And Rand Paul came on once. And let me tell you, Rand, Rand Paul, really genuine, too. And what he just said, amen, 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 amen. And then amen again. People just want to be left alone. What is so difficult about this? It's they got to have their got to have their hands in the pot. You know, Romney, I know Senator Romney, uh, a senator from my state, was having um, uh, was having some meeting on on vaping. And and I thought I looked at his schedule because it gets sent, you know, to the press. And I thought, wow, every single thing on his schedule had nothing to do with his role as a senator. It really didn't. No authority whatsoever to do anything on that schedule for that day. And he had like 10 different meetings planned. And every single meeting, and you might find this with the senator of your state, wherever you're listening to the show from, but every single meeting was about something that they had absolutely no authority over whatsoever, but he was going to get down in that dirt and he was going to talk about it. And I'm thinking, you're such a traitor. (laughs) 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 Don't even get me started on my own senator. He co-opted my state, and we're not very happy about it, let me tell you that. Um, All right, so welcome to the show, and uh, um, 
so much to say, so much going on. Uh, Uncle Milty and I, in the last hour, were just talking about the fact that, um, let me say this, brand new breaking news Fox News report poll that just came out a few minutes ago. Fox News and CNN are the same behind the scenes, but we never say that. Warren and Biden gain ground in 2020 Democrat primary race. Do you believe that for a hot second? Because hmm. <laughs> I don't. They're so lying right now. It's not even funny. Ah, oh, they're so lying. Uh, they really are. Uh, that's a lie. And it's not true at all. Don't even believe it. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Hi, Kate. Hi uh, there. You know, I, I kind of feel sorry for Trump because he's dealing with symptoms of a, a massive problem mm-hmm. that as a people we could take care of if we just pulled our heads out. <laughs> Thank we've you. Got an, yes. We've got an issue with our education mm-hmm. system where we have 80% of our students that go to college that have a belief in God. Mm-hmm. When they come out of college, they no longer have that belief in God, and they are being twisted into these liberal lunatics yep. that uh, don't even know what socialism is. Amen. You're exactly and, right. And we have such a massive problem there that, uh, you know, and our, the conservative uh, population are helping to create that problem by sending their kids to schools. Yep, I know. That t- just twist them. Yes, and if yes, we I could agree. educate our population mm-hmm. to the point where they started to recognize and they started to put true education ahead of social education and ahead of sports and i'm an athlete and i i loved playing sports i loved being in uh involved in sports in my entire life mm-hmm. but the the things that have happened in sports have just turned to me sour towards all my favorite sports because we've got these liberal lunatics that are now Mm-hmm. spouting uh, things that they don't even know anything about. Hey, salute the communist flag if you're in the NBA is the message that we just got. So make sure you're nice to China, wink, wink, because, you know, communism, not so bad. It's actually a good thing. So make sure we embrace China with a big heart emoji and tell China how much we love them all the time. Yeah, we're getting the memo with sports. They are kowtowing to even China, which is amazing, isn't it? It is. It's, mm-hmm. it's appalling to me. And and yep, and our states are keeping us from from really even trying to fix the problem. I tried to start a college in our mm-hmm, state. Mm-hmm. And, Thank you for that. And the reaction that I got from the state, I'll tell you, it just burns me up. Yeah, was... we have these liberal lunatics in the state that won't allow us to create a, a very conservative school that mm-hmm. uh, is different. Right. Than all the other schools. No. They want us to come out and look exactly like every other school and the list of cookie items cutter. They gave us, it's the cookie it's cutter. Just, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's a, thank you for that. Thank you so much. It's the cookie cutter approach. In fact, it kind of leads into what we are actually going to talk about. Pew Research Center. Love Pew. <laughs> anyway, Pew. Ew. Uh, Pew found that 55% of Americans had a negative impression of socialism. Only 55. 42% expressed a positive view. Yeah. Let me just tell you. Let me just tell you what the 42% they say of Americans. Okay. Now, I do sort of believe this because in every TV show, I just watched a TV show the other night. It was a medical show. 
the medical doctor, the administrator, was on the screen, and he was espousing to the to the right sort of right of center uh, veteran. The veteran was saying free market works. If we could just get rid of socialized medicine, we'd have more freedom to choose. And the doctor looked at him like he was the most stupid, pathetic person on earth and said, socialism is helping people. Do you not want to help people? <laughs> and I just went, oh, dear Lord, we're in trouble. Um, socialism is not helping people. It is not the equivalent of just helping people. It's forcing them into a status quo and the same outcome and taking from them to get that desired outcome that fits a that, that fits the standard quo that, that that isn't even fitting. Really, it's just their idea of what you should have. There's no freedom in it when you have the freedom to choose totally different situation. And that's what the guy on the right kept trying to point out to this doctor. And they kept having a war of words as they were walking in the halls together. <laughs> and the doctor just kept looking at him like, you just don't get it, you stupid, ignorant American. Socialism works because it's medicine. Oh, my gosh. I sat there and thought, I'm so, I'm sick. I'm sick that this is the message we keep getting on the screen because it was so blatant. Socialism is helping. Capitalism is not helping. Do you want to not help somebody? It's like, oh my gosh, how twisted, right? So get this, 42%, they say, of Americans have this view. Socialism, 42%, creates a more fair, more generous system. Socialism builds upon and improves capitalism. Yeah. Socialism, historically and comparatively, had success, has success, I guess not a connoisseur of any history yeah. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's better than capitalism. General positivity is up. Now, 55% of the people thought this. They said, no, it undermines work ethic, increases reliance on government. That was only 19, 19% of mm. the 55%. Historical and comparative failure, that was only 18% of the 55% that said that. General negativity, that was only 17%. Undermines democracy, not right for the United States, that was under 17%. And only 4% of the 55% that didn't like socialism, only 4% of those people said capitalism is better. The very thing that founded our country. The very thing... The reason that they had an iPhone to punch in this. <laughs> the reason that they were sitting there with an iPhone, they could punch in these stupid answers for the Pew, Pew Research poll is because capitalism and only 4% of the 55 that said socialism isn't good said capitalism is better. Does that make you sick? This is one of the reasons that polls are meaningless. It is. Because it says 55% have a uh-huh. negative view of socialism. Right. Well, that sounds good until you I read d- their reasons. <laughs> I know. I know. That, it, it floored me. It so floored me. Uh, 4% capitalism is better. That's a pretty and, minuscule. And 2% want a blend of socialism and capitalism. Yeah. Hi, caller. Oh, sorry. I'm trying to get there. I'm trying to get there. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Well, my opinion on the, if, if you're in a constitutional republic, uh-huh. I have my rights regardless of what the majority yes, thinks. They're God-given. In yes. a democracy, I only have my rights if the majority thinks I do. Mm-hmm. In, a, in, a, in a socialist and communist society, 
I have no rights. I have no sovereignty. I only I only have what the, the state says I have. That's yes. right. And, and, a, and that's the big difference for me. In a constitutional republic, it yeah. doesn't matter what the government thinks yes. or what people think. I'm a sovereign individual, and Amen. the Constitution guarantees that. Amen. And if you're part of the Democratic Socialist Party, then the crowd thinks you deserve nothing, and you better like it. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. And you know what? It's God-given rights, yep. and they're all of ours. And so I'm with you on that. Thank you. Yeah. The scary part is, too, is, uh-huh. what, is that uh, in the end, uh-huh. it, it ends up in mass murder. Yes. Yes. You're right. At the end of the government. You're you're so right, right on that. You're so right. Thank you for that. 17. Se- thank you so much. 17 um, of the 55 percent said historical comparative failure. That's how much got into the history. <laughs> That's how much of our people understand history. Woo! Yeah. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. You only have about 30 seconds. Go for it. Hello. Hi. 30 seconds. Go for it. You're live. Caller, you're Hello. live. Now you got 20 seconds. Now you've literally got 15. Okay. All righty. Okay. Well, Bad reception in the car. <laughs> oh, uh, well, anyway, I just, I wanted to bring that up because we, we're, we're, if that's true, we're lost. We're so lost that we, when I saw that TV show the other night and I sat there and just thought, the workload is so heavy right now. It's so heavy. I, I can't even <laughs> I can't even tell you. Please support the show. Support the show financially, please. Please help us to do this all over. We're 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 in a lot of places. We need to be in a lot more. Please, 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 we need people to wake up. And you can go to the show page, katedallyradio.com, and you can donate to the show. We need it. I, I can't even I can't even express that enough and I hate even putting that out there. I, I it, if you know me. I am not the kind of person likes to put that out there at all. People laugh when they hear me say it because I'm like, I know. I, I just, that's not me. But let me tell you, we need the help. We need, we need help. We need help. Chrisanne Hall needs help. We all need help in doing what we're doing. We've got to wake people up and shake them out of this coma, this co- very communist coma we're in. Please be right back on the Kate Daly Show. And you can chime in 888-673-1450. Be right back. are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. But buddy, let me tell you what. If you ask old Will or say, here's the deal, friends, it's all going to pot. Well, it's all going to pot. Whether we like it or not. Best I can tell, the world's gone to hell and we're all going to miss it a lot. All the whiskey in Lynchburg, Tennessee just could I love that song. Um, I know you got to be smiling out there as you're listening to that. Just going, help. That's about, <laughs> that's about wraps us up. I have a liner to the show and it's like, just finish this off already. I feel like that sometimes. Trust me. Um, Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. Make sure you get to the website, katedalyradio.com. On Facebook, it's The Kate Daly Show. On uh, Twitter, it's The Kate Daly Show. I hate Twitter, I'm being honest, but I'm there. And uh, and then also, um, you can email us to unclemilty at katedalyradio.com and kate at katedalyradio.com. Also, um, there's a Patreon button and a PayPal button if you can help the show. If you don't know what to do, but you want to help Truth and Media, help us. If you want to help us with research, if you want to propose guests for the shows, help in that way. Whatever you can do, we just we need you on board. 
we, we just, we really do. We need your help because we're trying to educate and get out there and change this subversion of, of truth in America and the taking away of our Constitution and, and all the understanding behind it. And we're turning us into little mini communist China saluters. And I, and I mean that, I, so, I really do mean that because we are basically being told right now through sports and through everything else that give a big nod and a big hug to China because they're not so bad. Communism is really good for their economy. What's your problem, citizen? Seriously. You know, you know another <laughs> thing they're using yeah. for young people mm-hmm. is they're, they're telling them that technology is starting to move so rapidly right. that we're going to have all these fantastic things. There was an announcement today that Boeing is working with Porsche to develop a flying car. <laughs> do, do you know how far, how many centuries we're away from flying cars? About as many centuries as they said that asteroid's going to hit. <laughs> 70 years from now on September 16th, because we can know the date 70 years from now, because everybody will be dead and not remember we said this, but we sure seem accurate. Something's going to hit. But they're they're so convincing weird. these young people that there's right. this technology is going to make this just fantastic world to live in. I know money doesn't mean anything, and yeah, I know. everything's just going to be supplied for us. I know. You know, can I just insert something here? I wasn't even going to talk about, but let me just give a few minutes to this because I think it's really really important. You know, if you have kids and grandkids and they're getting really worried, there's a reason to be worried. So I don't want to take anything away from that because when I see that that 40 of the 55% of just only half you really of Americans that think socialism is a bad idea, which is the road to communism, and only four out of that group out of that half actually don't, you know, think commun- that capitalism's okay. We have a lot of work to do, right? So I was talking to my son about this, and my big thing is don't get too don't get too bleak either. And I think one of our things that we worry about with our kids and grandkids is trying to remain hopeful and strive for that hope and, and work hard and, and support the things that mean something in this life, but don't lose hope. And this is what I told my son, and I hope possibly you could share this with your kids or grandkids if this resonates with you. But I said, when I was your age, back in the 80s, I know, I'm just dated myself, whatever. Back in the 80s, I could have looked at my future as as movies would have depicted it. Very gray, very sterile, very dark, okay? But I'm sitting here in 2019, and there's a lot that's going on that's good in my life. I've got a lot of blessings in my life, and there's a lot of wonderful things that I've, I've done in the last you know, 30 some odd years, 40 some odd years. And, and, and there's a lot of good. And I have my challenges too. We all do. And when you're my age and you're sitting back and you're talking to your 17 year old and you're reflecting on your history, your 17 year old will be worried about their future and they have every right to be. You'll be fighting different battles than I've fought. You'll be fighting different demons than I've fought, but you'll still be able to pull joy and happiness out of that world too. So there's good and there's bad. There always will be. There'll always be joy if you want to recognize it in gratitude. There'll always be bad things that you're fighting. We're fighting stuff right now that I never thought we'd be fighting in the year 2019. A propaganda war, a war for the mind, everything. Okay? But that doesn't mean that 30 years from now, you're not going to have joy. Because you are, just like I am. 
we're not we're not here to frame a picture of the future that is so dark that all hope is removed. What we're trying to do is get people to fight for the very things that are so important that we don't lose them so that we can have all of the joy that we could possibly have 30 years from now. And that's how you can maintain hope for your kids and grandkids and also kind of instill that sort of genuine look. We have to keep fighting. Once you stop fighting, then you would be looking at a world without a lot of hope. But if you're still in the fight and you're still working towards these things, then we're still creating more joy for people in general. And I just want that message to sort of ring loud and clear because I said, your world ahead isn't bleak. But you can have more joy the more we get into the fight right now for the things that are important. And that's the most important thing I could tell my son. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yeah, and I, I appreciate the sentiments there. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm Republican, leaning libertarian. I'm a definite mm-hmm. capitalist, uh, anti-socialist. And I definitely don't think it's the government's job to teach morality and tell the people to give money and whatever. Now, having said that, as mm-hmm. the people, we have the right to encourage each other to have morality. Yes. So my point is, you're talking about China, and, and mm-hmm. that is a thing to reckon with, right? A okay. big thing. but. Look at all the jobs outsourced to China. Look mm-hmm. at all the big companies, you know, and you hear like Apple, other companies, but huge companies, big money-making CEOs, Americans, who rationalize, justify the outsourcing, saying, hey, you know, we would make this in America, but we couldn't make it affordable. You know, we'd have to pay Americans. want they're, They want a lot of money to make, get paid to make these things, right? You've heard those things? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's that's really, though, it's true. It's a fact. But let's look at what the issue is. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I have children. Right. If I talk to my son, again, I'm a capitalist. I believe in capitalism. Amen. I tell my son, look, you get your own company, that's great. You'll, you'll get to a point if it's successful, you have to ask yourself, I can make a whole lot more money if I outsource this in another country. I could be making billions of dollars. Yes. Or I could make it in America. Mm-hmm. And make millions of dollars, still right. be pretty well off, though. Yeah. So the yeah. point is, too, is there's a greed factor, and that's what libertarians lack, honestly. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. I'm a libertarian. Right. But there's this lack of morality of saying, well, oh, it's my stuff. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we've, that greed is fed into this China thing. We've made China more powerful. Right. No, I totally so get I that. I hope I'm making sense. Yeah, but. I just I just always want to maintain the right to choose that. You choose to right. work in America, you exactly. choose to work Government out of China. Government should never tell you whatever. you can't choose it, right? Right, you choose it. That, the freedom to right. do. A, a certain so I think we need to start encouraging that. Stop mm-hmm. outsourcing. Right. And it is the government here starting to tax companies. I get that. I talk right. to business now. I talk to, you know, trying to make my own money, trying to get business mm-hmm. ideas. Sure. But the problem is there's a greed factor here that fed into China that made, and all these other countries around the world, third world countries where we have <coughs> sweatshops and, you know, mm-hmm. it's dehumanizing. Right. But we're feeding into it, you know. And, yes. And greed, I mean, there's something about greed. I had this argument with a co-host like eight years ago on the radio. It was hilarious. And I said, there's something about greed that 
that that propels us to do what we do within the within the the, the formation of capitalism that helps one succeed. This is why when the pilgrims first came over and demonstrated socialism with the crops, it didn't work. All of a sudden, they said, "Okay, you own yours, you own yours, and you get the you get the the stuff that you you know that you that you." grow. And then all of a sudden, right. everybody's growth went up. There's something innate about that that, that projects, it, it propels us to do what we do. And that's why capitalism right. is born of opportunity and not, a, not, a, not the same outcome. And so, right. And socialism fails yeah. ultimately. It's poison. Right. It's right. poison to a humanity and morality. I, yeah. Like I said, I'm definitely mm-hmm. a capitalist. But, you know, like they joke, I've heard a Dr. Peterson debate about it. And he said he debated with a communist guy and he says, Capitalism is the worst form of economy other than everything else. Yeah. That's I mean it's the best thing yeah. we have, but it does have its problems and its dark side. But well, hey, thank you for the show. You bet. Hey, thank you. I really appreciate that. But we always will have the problems. That's the point. We'll always have problems. No matter with good, there's always bad. And you will have companies that conspire with politicians to help laws cater to those companies. But it takes a dirty politician to do that. It's not capitalism's own. It's not only their fault. You have to have the the liaison to make that work too. So just we have to always remember that because the Democrat Party loves to point that out. Uh, it's big business is the problem. Greed, not necessarily. Greed is not uh, limited to the wealthy. Everybody's greedy. Mm-hmm. See, it's a great point. If an American wants to buy cheap stuff at a cheap store, I won't name the name. <laughs> but if they want to buy cheap stuff Walmart? at a cheap store, <laughs> right. at the same time they're demanding twenty dollars an hour to flip hamburgers. Yes. that doesn't work. See, that's a form of greed right there. Okay. At the most prosperous time in our country. We didn't we didn't participate in a lot of global markets. We manufactured here, we sold here. Everybody was prosperous. It all stayed right here. Mm-hmm. We paid good, we bought good. Right. We made great products, we bought great products. Then all of a sudden, somebody said, hey, but if we use the Chinese labor, you can buy crap cheap. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> right. fell for but it. With all the good, um, with all, well, let's say with all the bad of, of, of capitalism that they want to point out, right? And they want to point out morality. They want to point out in all these different areas. I would take that, you know, twice on Sunday even. I mean, I, what I'm saying is, is that even at its good, worst, it's good. even at its worst, it's the freedom to excel in your own opportunity without the the equal outcome that communism and socialism, socialism want to give you. So I'll always take it, and you know it's going to have some parts of it that can go wonky, of course, because that's the nature of man. You can't control that. You, that's you, just what it is. You can't have the freedom to be successful unless you also have the risk to fail. Yeah. You have to have both. Exactly. That's why when people came over to the country, they wrote the letters and they said, hey, the freedom to excel in the opportunity over here, even though it isn't easy and you might lose everything in one dust storm, it's still worth coming, people in Ireland. Come on over because it's still worth it because you have only one choice if you stay there. You have a thousand choices if you come here and they wanted the freedom they wanted the freedom so bad to fail on their own or succeed on their own that they were willing to come they knew it wasn't a sure thing we didn't want it to be a sure thing once it becomes a sure thing your sure thing is then minimized to the <clears throat> equality of everybody else's sure thing based on what the government wants you to have and then, and then you all the, have nothing and then you all have nothing <laughs> and you all have the same nothing outcome nobody wants that 
yet people still think and our youth are taught that this is a good idea. You know, it sounds good. It sounds like a good idea. Because you're going to keep greed down. As, no, that's well, not no, true. that's not what sounds good. Well, that's what they tell what people. What sounds good is that yeah. they think everybody's going to maintain the higher standard of living. Mm-hmm. But if you go socialist, everybody doesn't maintain the higher standard. Everything no. drops to the lowest standard. And think about this. Uncle Milty and I did a show on the 1950s. In the 1950s, the median income was $3,000 a year, and everybody was doing okay. They didn't have everything they want, but they had everything they needed. Yeah. And we were flourishing as a nation. They had to create a class of a majority of this country or, or a significant portion being poor. They had to actually create that in order to sell that because we were all flourishing with capitalism. Be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. taking a stab at it. Welcome back. A little Robert Plant for you. Welcome back to the show and uh, glad you're tuning in on a Thursday, no less. Um, one thing I wanted to add, I was talking about how to instill hope in kids and and I was, you know, expressing to my son that, you know, when I was his age, I could have looked at the world very in a very bleak way, wondering how my world was going to end up happy, what my life was going to look at, look like. And I said, well, here I am 30 years later. Look around you. Everything's still bright and colorful. Colorful. We're not just all wearing gray and, and it's not all sterile and just like the movies sort of portray, you know, what the future will be. And in 2019, I'm doing okay, right? And I've had a lot of joy in my life. But the one thing I forgot to add to that, because I started taking callers, was I also told him that the reason that it's still I can look around and pick out so much joy and happiness in my life, still recognizing the problems we have, but but honestly recognizing all the joy and being grateful for that is because there's always been people fighting for the truth. There's always been people that were willing to put it out there yep. and take a stand. And that's why in 2019, I could have looked out from 1985 when I was a junior in high school and I could have seen that I would could have worried that my future was going to hold anything good, but that's not the case in 2019. I'm still standing. I got a beautiful family. I've got a lot of blessings in my life and a lot of joy along the way. That was, that happened because people were f- still fighting. That's why it's so important to fight. That's why it's so important to get into politics. If you want to call it that, I think it's just, a healthy education and understanding of government and the fact that we are supposed to control our government, not the other way around. That if we can help keep spreading those messages, we can instill hope for another 30, 40 years. But we all have to work together to do that so that their future, they're standing there telling their 17-year-olds, hey, everything's going to be okay, but you still have to fight for it. The other reason I'm telling you that is because... um, is because there was an interesting there was an interesting sort of examination of independence out there and we'll get to that in just a second. Hi caller, welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Oh, hello. I love your show. Oh, thanks. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, Thank you. 
a couple of things I wanted to mention. Um, well, first off, just listening to your show and nodding our heads in, in agreement is not enough. Oh, thanks, um, yes. I personally try to engage 20-year-olds whenever I can. Oh, good. Um, I buy Animal Farm at the Goodwill or wherever I can find it, and I put a $10 bill in it, and I pay them to read that book. <laughs> and I've had good results with that. Hey, it gets down to their so, level. Yeah. It's at their reading level, and it tells the whole story. That's great. I love that. Uh, but the other story that's never talked about is, uh, you know, they say socialism's never been tried, whatever, whatever. Uh, here in Alaska, where I live, socialism was um, definitely tried. Um, mm-hmm. Most people don't know about it, but it was called the Matanuska Valley Colony, and okay. it happened in 1935. Okay. And they basically scraped up a bunch of farmers from the Midwest and shipped them out here and said, uh, farm, get get whatever you need from the store, and at the end of the year, we'll all settle up, you know. Wow. And, of course, nobody, you know, mm-hmm. three-quarters of the people did nothing mm-hmm. and went to the store and got what they needed, and a quarter of the people figured out how to make a living here in this incredible valley, uh, which is very difficult. And that went on for a couple of years, and then, you know, a couple of the people started selling things on the side and, you know, it was costing the government an equivalent of like a billion dollars a year to support this colony up here in, in $1935. And I, I highly request that people look that up yeah. and see what it's, how that went down. And it, it just flat out didn't work. And, That's great. Uh, yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to uh, look that up too. That was something I'm unaware of. So absolutely. Yeah, Thank it's you an incredible that. thing. And it has to do with, you know, how Alaska and this part of Alaska that we're in got settled and, okay. Uh, you wow. know, look that up on whatever Google. I will. Or whatever. Thank you but again. Love your show, y'all. Have a great day. Thank you so much. What a great, what a great call. Well, it is a great call, considering the subject matter. The Matanuska Colony was part of Franklin Roosevelt's New Deal. Of course, it was. It was. It was managed by the Federal Emergency Relief Administration. <laughs> those wonderful people at fema (laughs) oh so yeah hey do some research on that you'll enjoy what you learn on this one yes we actually got fema um at at the time uh well anyway i could do a whole show on fema but what it's what it turned into uh throughout the years i've done some notes on that but Oh my gosh! Thank you for that caller. Really appreciate <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that was good. They um the the report that I'm talking about with with um it was talking about independence, and I I thought this was so comical. Can I just share this with all of you? So political independence, who they think they are and what they think. I I, I can't stress this enough. This is what it said. Independents are pretty much portrayed as political free agents, with you know the potential. To alleviate the nation's rigid partisan division. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> the reality is that most independents are not all that independent. In fact, they actually avoid anything political anyway. <clears throat> um, hello. That's not true at all. In fact, I find independents that actually get it. They're the ones that see both parties as That's the shams. It. I mean, they know that both parties work in accordance with each other behind the scenes. It's kind of like that one senator said, oh, in Washington, we don't have any parties. You guys all think we have parties. Yeah. Uh, we got nothing back here. It's all one. I mean, I don't understand why you people can't get that. I mean, we had a whole history of, I don't know, let's say the last 10 decades of working together to further the the goalpost to our liking it's not like once the other party's in they change much 
Have you ever noticed that? They never change much. They they complain the whole time the other party's in, but once they get in, everything just runs along smoothly with the agenda at hand. And that's because so many of them get in and realize that it's a game that's played that has nothing to do with their constituencies and everything to do with being told what to stand for and what laws have to go through. If you never listen to another thing on this show, I hope everybody gets that. The parties are a, a total dog and pony show. It's everything behind the scenes. And what did this do? It sort of demonized the <laughs> independent into going, hey, people, you're sort of a pile of goo that doesn't really care anymore. And you just avoid you're into avoidance. So because you're into avoidance, the parties are thriving. You should probably pick one because you're just a pile of goo unless you pick a party. That's basically this article. I was I, I couldn't. I just sat there and sh- shook my head and thought, no wonder we're in such a, <laughs> such a problem. You know, Milty and I started out the, the national show today with the story about the two prom queens, you know. I'm sorry, just, what were they called? Elites? Royalty? The uh, royalty. The royalty, yes. We can have classes, but not necessarily gender. So they didn't want a prom king and a prom queen. They only just wanted the two, were they the two highest vote getters? Yeah, they were elected, the two and royals. And everybody else didn't get as many votes? But they're like a genderless goo, fluid. But, but they weren't voting for king or queen. No, no, no. It was, it was just, who do you want yeah. to be your royal right, elite? Right, Not most popular boy and not most popular no, girl. No. no, 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 no. It was just it was just the pile of goo. Uh, we could have elected a, a package of donuts. It would have been the same thing. So um, so this it's along the same lines as, yeah, <laughs> you just don't care. That is far from the truth. Usually independents care so much that they actually take themselves out of the equation. And they go, you know what? I see the whole wrestling match for what Mm -hmm. it is, baby. And this is a wrestling match. And it's all fixed and nobody's seeing it. That's usually what an independent stands for. And they don't play the party game. The people that play the party game to me, I don't even know what to say about that that I haven't said. But... We've got to stop playing the party game, please. It's killing us as a nation. Well, and we have to start facing reality again. Yeah. You know, our colleges create a lot of young Mm -hmm. people who are believe socialism is good. and, Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, what's one of the biggest issues going on in college right now? I don't know. What? The athletes that want to get paid for being college athletes. Capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're fighting for capitalism in the socialist state of California. <laughs> so true. Isn't that, that so I mean, true. how do you, how do you, I don't know. how do you ever settle this in your mind? I live in socialist yeah, California. I, we love socialism, but let's me. let the college kids fight for a yes. capitalistic system. I know. I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. Um, I want to talk about one more thing. I know we only have a few minutes. I'm probably not going to do this justice because we only have a few minutes. And you might hate what we're about to say. You probably will. That's probably what we'll get. (laughs) I don't know. I'm so used to just saying how I feel and just letting the chips fall, though. But let's just do it. I'm seeing a lot of this happen, and I just wanted to point it out. Uncle Milty was the one that actually pointed this out, not me. And I actually like him for this because he's willing to tell the truth. We have a lot of groups of kids that are being taught right now that if they publicly do something to show support for a student, 
that say is not like them, that their good works should be splashed about the pages of the media, and that we all go pat them on the head, they're good humans. Okay? Because I'm getting tired of this whole be nice stuff. Be nice, everybody. Be nice. And I have to have see it on a T-shirt, and I got to see it on a cup, and I got to see it everywhere, right? Do you know I didn't ever eat? I never needed that slogan to be nice. Do you know I've always just been kind of a nice person to people? No matter who you are, I don't care what flavor, color, uh, what you believe in. I'm nice to you, and I always will be. And I've had a pretty good reputation my whole life for being nice. And I never had to be told to be kind, okay? But we're in this weird mantra. And this weird mantra is... If there's a kid not like you, what is it, Uncle Milty? The whole the, the school will okay. do something very grandstanding. Yeah, yeah, and it's so insincere. That's in the problem case, I have with it too. In this school, mm-hmm. the all of the candidates for homecoming queen—they haven't gotten yeah. the royalty yet. <laughs> all of the candidates for homecoming queen. Well, mm-hmm. one of the girls in the class is epileptic and down syndrome i work with special needs i totally i totally get this so what did these Mm -hmm. all these girls who were candidates for homecoming queen decided to ditch their high heels to show support for the little epileptic down syndrome girl that didn't like to wear high heels which the down syndrome girl probably didn't even understand that they were even doing this but and and she might have been able to but the point being that what are they really doing it for For the pat on the head, good human pat on the head. I mean, the attention then goes to these girls for taking off their shoes and grandstanding this. Uh We are, look at us, we're so kind. Somebody's being kind in a world where everyone hates. That's the message I get, right? So it becomes a news headline. Yes. So what are you supposed to do with good works? Because I was always taught something so different. That if it's truly genuine, then what? You then just, you just do it. You just do it. You don't ask for a reward. You, or a headline. Or submit the story to the news. You don't have to pat yourself it, on yeah, the back. Yeah, you just you do don't. it. You just do it because that's who you are. That's what I was taught my whole life, is that you do it because it's the right thing. You do it because it's a good thing. And you don't ask for the kudos and the headlines. You know, we've helped out families every single Christmas. Do I ever get on the air and tell you exactly what I did for families at Christmas? No. Why? Because it's my business. It's because I don't need it to be a headline. If we're if we're not, it, we have to teach our kids right now that they don't need the grandstandy headline. You don't have to get attention for that because what they're really trying to do is this whole see every see there's there's a bit of niceness. If there's only a bit in this hard yucky world somebody went somebody went and was kind today i hate that kind of headline because you know what people are nice all the time around me they're wonderful people everywhere it's it's really simple there's a little thing called the bible (laughs) matthew 6 1 (laughs) says beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them Otherwise, you may have no reward with your Father who is in heaven. Amen. And you know what? They're using it right now. They're using it for a very political agenda to make you think that everybody is kung fu fighting in the streets. Everybody's after each other. Everybody hates each other. Because from the headlines I read today, that's what I got. That's the message I got. And then they show you, see, these girls did this one. What they did was really cute. It was nice. 
but it doesn't need to be headline news to show us that somebody could be nice and it was a child, you know? <clears throat> we need to stop grandstanding and tell our kids, you don't need to do it for that reason. Do it because it's the right thing to do. And have confidence that you're being kind person today all on your own without any fanfare, right? Amen. There you go. I know. Kind of a venting thing, but it's just, it's starting to get to me. We did the whole Ellen be kind thing. I get why she said that. But then everyone's going, be kind. Here's a reminder. Be kind. I don't need to be told to be kind. I am kind. Teach. I teach my kids to be kind. Teach your kids to be kind. We're all good. See? We're all kind people. Um, be faithful. Be fearless, everybody. See her tomorrow. Investigator Dave on tomorrow and author Mark uh, Hoffs. He's going to be awesome, too. Everybody have a good one. Thank you for listening to The Kate Daly Show. You can go to The Kate Daly Show on Facebook, The Kate Daly Show on Twitter. Happy to see you there. And also message me. I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at kate at katedalyradio.com. Go to katedalyradio.com for more podcasts of our live show.